Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't want to get in your all right, welcome back to another episode of the Publish Her podcast. Today is going to surely be fun because we just decided we're just going to wing this <laughs> as we go through it. So, you know, in full transparency, I'm just kidding. We have three podcast experts here. Um, so we should, in theory, know what we're doing. I have <laughs> Julie and Nikki with me today, and they are both of the company, the Media Casters. Media Casters is a podcast, a community, a publishing house, and a launch platform that elevates the voices of inspired people of all ages and identities with the power of the three Ps, podcasting, publishing, and presenting and performing. So this is super exciting, and I am so glad to have you both on the show. I was on Julie's podcast. I was on the uh, Media Casters before, which was a super fun interview to do. That link is in the podcast notes, so make sure you check out that episode as well. Welcome, ladies. Hi, nice to be here. Hi, and I have to say Alexa very softly. Alexa. <laughs> you Hi, Alexa me, goes off. You can call me Lexi. I've decided to reinvent Lexi. myself back to <laughs> because of that stupid machine that Amazon Ms. built. <laughs> Ms. Big Wharf. Ms. Big Wharf. <laughs> if you're nasty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I have had the worst headache today and it's finally gone. So I'm feeling a little giddy. So bear with me. All right. So let's just start off. Nikki, you were explaining a little bit to me before that you're actually a writer in this agency and organization. Julie's pulled you in and she's told you how to use all of these things to grow, to grow that. So let's, if y'all, if y'all don't mind, just tell me a little bit about who you are as an organization, what you do and how, how this all fits together. Sure. Um, so I am an author. I write fiction. I write romance um, for the Wild Rose Press. And actually, I just self-published a book uh, last week. So to, to celebrate my 29 years of retirement from being a public school teacher, a high school teacher. And I also work with Julie and the Media Casters. I help um, edit for some of our clients, um, help coach some of our clients. And Julie uses me along the way to learn, I think. Um, so I test out Julie, she's amazing. Like I test out all her PR stuff. And sometimes I fight with her and I say, I don't have time for this, I'm writing. But Julie, Julie convinces well, me. To do so it. She's pretty amazing, yeah. So tell us about those things, Julie. What all do y'all have going on? Renee is the to the perfect specimen, if you will, as an accomplished author to test out a lot of different things. But I find so much joy in taking authors in particular, their voices and making sure that they are truly making an impact in the way that they wanted to, even in their dream, wildest dreams before they were even, you know, a baby writer. And Renee just is one of those students that will test out anything I say. And the truth is, it's all about our voices, our voices and how we execute our message, how we share our message and how we deliver it to the world. Because you can't just write a book and then, you know, Alexa knows this. You can't just write a book and expect it to be a bestseller. Yeah, your mom and dad are going to buy it. 
but you know, that is that where the, does the buck stop there? You know, um, okay. So first of all, for our audience, who's like, who the heck is Renee? You just introduced her as Nikki. So Renee Oops. also goes by Nikki. So <laughs> did I call her Renee too? I, I do that all the time. Sorry. Sorry, Nikki, Renee. <laughs> Nikki, uh, my name is Renee Nicole. Um, I go by Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. There's too many names to figure out in this. Yeah, scenario. yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just Julie. So it's really easy. It's Julie, we keep Julie, Julie. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I agree with you so much. And I am seeing this, um, I'm seeing this play out in my own life right now, because as an example, even, even if you already have a platform and even if you're already out there as a big public figure, and I'll just use, not that I'm a huge public figure, but I have, yes, a, you are. I have a platform, For sure. you know, but I'm about to publish my first fiction book and I am like, it's done. I have the proof we're ready to go. It's publishing in December. And the thing is like, you can't just assume that even if you have a big platform, that that book's just going to fly off the shelves because I have a platform for people who want to learn about writing and publishing books, not necessarily about reading romance books set in Paris in 1999, although I would love it if they all wanted that book too. Um, so I've got my work cut out for me, even following all of these things myself. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you prescribed for fiction authors because I need to, I need to get on this bandwagon as well. <laughs> And I think you're an anomaly because you, meaning that you are so well-spoken and you're not afraid to get in front of people as, as a fiction writer. Yeah, that, and, that is true. <laughs> that I do love to get in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. But I mean, it's great. And it's really diversifying your audience. And so for Nikki, well, we're going to call her Nikki right now. You know, I see that struggle, especially for fiction authors in terms of Okay, so they put all their heart and soul into their manuscript, they get it published, and they don't know how to speak, they don't have a story beyond the actual written story. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you guys take it from there. Well, no, I think that's a good uh, point. And Nikki being the, I'd love to hear how Nikki does that because, or how you've taught Nikki to do that, because that, that is what I hear from a lot of our authors too, is that they're just terrified of going out and speaking publicly. Yeah, and my author friends, I know, and we talk a lot about this. We talk about how do you find the time to be out there, to run all these social media things, to be on podcasts, to do the public speaking, to be at your library, to be doing the book tours and your writing. And, you know, I do think too, there's like a huge difference for fiction writers and nonfiction writers that, and I tell Julie this too, because media casters, we work with mostly nonfiction and, and that's who I coach where I write fiction. So, you know, um, but I think nonfiction, writers absolutely have to be comfortable in front of an audience because you're taking you're becoming the expert in your field and you have to be out there fiction writers it's a lot harder because we need to be writing our next book because I truly believe that the best way to sell your current book is to be working on your craft which is studying and working and editing and out there doing your next book so um you know Julie has me out doing podcasts. She has me out and I get real nervous in fact, and I'm actually a performer, believe it or not. I was a professional dancer and what I kind of dancer? international awards. Yeah. What kind of dancer? Right. I was, I was a, a, a rock sharky or a middle Eastern ballet dancer wow. and I was professional and, you know, world-class. And so I was out perform. even then though, I was struggling like with stage fright, but 
that part of my personality is really outgoing, but that writer part of me where I'm in with my stories and my characters, I don't want to be out there in the public. I just want to write my books and have people buy them. But I think um, some of the things that I've worked through because Julie's like, you've got to be out there. And even I work for a traditional publisher. I have contracts. I'm a traditionally published author. And even when you're traditionally published, you have to be out there. Like you're publishing. I know we've been trained in TikTok they train us in how to use all these social media things. And of course I have all my opinions on that stuff as well. But I think one of the things that I tell people when they're asking me is try to spend, like take 10 to 15 minutes a day where you're actually working on engaging with your audience on social media, which is not the end all be all. Social media isn't where you sell books. It's where you brand yourself yes. and meet other people. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Because, and I was going to ask Alexa, you know, seriously, how do you see people buying books, the buying, the buying behaviors of people who are buying books? It's usually, I know you, someone recommended me to you. It fills a need or it's a gift, you know? So do I, have I ever bought a book off of TikTok or Instagram? Never. Have I bought makeup off of Instagram? Yes. You know? Same, same, same. Now I will say, um, I have been swayed by TikTok. Like I didn't know who Colleen Hoover was before TikTok. Mm -hmm. And now she's all I see yes. and hear about. And yes. I bought like four of her books just because yeah. of, I haven't read any of them yet. Don't tell anyone, but, um, but, uh, but yes. And, and she is like the classic example of how TikTok sells books and they are doing yes. all kinds of studies about her and all of that, but it's, yes. It's such a perfect storm, I think. Now, I see other authors who are seeing sales from TikTok. Yes. Um, I, I know another indie author who had been doing reels on her own mm -hmm. Instagram and then moved over to TikTok and had been doing a reel, re her reels for like a year. And she reshared one at just the right time and the right moment, and it went viral. So, you know, there there yes. is benefit to it. But like, I, I agree with you, Julie, like it, it serves a if your person is out there who is looking to consume the type of information that you're putting out there and they see it on TikTok or on Instagram, it's going to sway them just like that swimsuit that I wanted on Instagram or that um, eye refining cream mm. or whatever. I have bought so much stuff off of, off of Instagram. It's not even funny. Yeah. And that's what I think that there's, so I do think there's some, I actually have a friend who's an author who is out on TikTok right now. She took her stuff out on TikTok and she's out there every day in a costume because she does paranormal stuff. And she said she is making like $200 a day selling her books. That's amazing. Now, it's hard I, yeah, it's a lot of work. And I have not made friends, like, I I've watched Colleen Hoover on TikTok. I watched her before I even, I didn't even know she was like a big time writer. I would like watch her little, and you know, I, what she had was banter. And so wow. I feel like what she did was this banter with her three sons. Yes. Like, and it was her hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it was hysterical. And so, but I do think there's a lot of authors out there. And I know I sound really awful saying this, but I think there's like a lot of authors out there that almost look desperate right now that they're on those social media platforms yeah. and they're pushing their books so hard on those reels and their yeah. TikToks that I must think they're losing their personality. And I do think it's really, and this is where, you know, it's a really hard balance because I have to talk to Julie about my comfort level. You know, as a professional dancer, I was really comfortable out there dancing for a long time, but I don't want to go out on TikTok and make a fool of myself dancing. Like I, like I just don't like to sell my book, but I do think that there's like, I think I can be out there being inspirational or teaching. Like I've, as Julie, and I'm still like, 
I feel like I'm still a baby and all this is Julie works with me, but I really, Julie says, find your superpower. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your superpower? And she works with you with anagram. What is it? The anagram and all of these things to find the enneagram. Yeah, enneagram. Yeah. And what did you? Th- what were the archetypes you did the other day? Like you. Oh, with- I I made those up actually. So. Like- <laughs> oh, because <laughs> they're so um, real. But like, I, I did a like- little research, but you know, like I wanted to help my friend Nikki promote her book, so I did a little research on archetypes of just women in general and. And then I promoted her book. I said, but before we talk about these archetypes, I want to talk about the book Devil Obsession. And I think archetypes are so fascinating because we each embody a different archetype. You know, I, what was it? Lover, the hunter, the goddess, the queen, the old maid and the sage. So we all embody those and we do when we write books as well. So it's about getting creative. It's about thinking outside the box. It's not putting all your eggs in one basket. There's nothing worse than someone putting up, where's your energy going? Yeah. You know, your energy goes where your intention flows. It's about Alexa's the perfect model for this. I mean, you speak in front of people, you teach people, you do podcasts, you write books. I can't imagine a more well-rounded package as an author than you. Well, thank you. Um, but you know, to Nikki's point from earlier, like that takes a lot of time and it takes its toll. And when I am focused on writing books, nonfiction books, it's perfect because everything goes in a nice big package together. My audience is all the same. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. things I'm writing for them, giving them the tools. Um, but on the fiction side, it's kind of like, I know I need to just write, 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 get more books Mm -hmm. out there, all that kind of stuff. So it is very interesting, the different the different sides. But I think that um, this is one of the biggest reasons why I push even fiction writers to, to really spread out their marketing and launch timeframe for, especially for their first book. So that they have the time to devote to all of these different pieces of it and the marketing, but I wanted to um, shift pace just a little bit uh, or shift uh, subjects just a little bit because um social audio apps. You mentioned that in the beginning, and I really want you to talk about that and tell us what they are and how the social, when you talk about social audio apps, what do you mean for someone that that's a new term to? And I'm watching Renee's body language because I know her so well. She's, I said like the little eye roll. She's not a huge fan. (laughs) She's like, no, do we have to go there? I want to talk about TikTok more. <laughs> well, and yeah, she's good. She's an expert at that. But social audio looks like the largest social social audio platform is Clubhouse right now. There's Clubhouse, my newest favorite, and I have really dived deep into this to the research is Breakout, um, run by Cody Harvey and Devin Johnson out of Indianapolis. They are you. I mean, I would even, I would even love to introduce you to them because I call them friends, but we'll, (laughs) we'll see after this interview, if I still, if they still call me friend, but you know, what clubhouse and I'll use connected are doing promoting creatives, giving them tools to elevate their story. Now, when you're speaking on social audio, you can garner a new audience. It is all about know, like, and trust. It's I don't care if you're a writer, a podcaster, a business builder, or a bum on the street. It's all about building relationships. It's all about creating engagement with your readers. And if you have a captive audience, if it's three people, five people, a hundred people, 
they're going to want to know more about you. And this is what social audio does. So social audio, you don't have the pictures, you don't have the moving um, videos of TikTok, you just have your voice. And there's something so authentic about your voice. You know, you can't ignore it. And I specifically on Clubhouse, I've made amazing connections, amazing partnerships, amazing friends. I never go on there salesy. Nikki and I used to do a room every week on Thursdays. We would highlight different authors, but we'd want to know their skill set. Mm -hmm. And people want to learn. People don't necessarily want to just hear your hear about your book and you pitch your book. People want to learn from you. It's all about creating a new community in different ways. And that's why I love social audio. And Breakout is at its infancy, but it is creating a space where creators have the tools and you can actually get paid, which is super cool for the yes. work that you do. So, uh, you know, it's something to try and it's a great place to practice your craft. If you don't like speaking in public, if you don't like, you know, speaking on podcasts, just go on there and practice. Even if one person or your friend comes on, you can practice. And that really helped me get over the hump of my fear of public speaking. And I've had a huge fear of public speaking. Maybe Nikki wants to tell her experience on it. I know it was a little bit different, but I know it can be powerful if you do it right. Yeah. So, um, I decided because Julie wanted was like, actually, I think I first heard about Clubhouse Alexa on um, the publishing summit. Like, I think it was just coming out. Yeah, it was just yeah. coming out and everybody was all excited and yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I like wanted to explore it, but I had an Android. So I really ah. had to hold off. And I do want to say Androids are not Clubhouse friendly. And so I have had a lot, still not club Clubhouse friendly. So I had a lot of problems with moderating my voice. So I will say that, that people with iPhones, I think, do you think like, and, and there would be other people in the rooms that would say, yeah, I have an Android. So I think it works really well if you have an iPhone. I do think it's a really powerful platform. If um, if I I think if that's one of the platforms you choose, again, I think authors have, I think my big thing is you have to be out there. You have, but you cannot be out there on every single platform. Yeah. Like you have to choose your platforms and then you have to do a good job on them. Um, because I think if you get spread too thin, that that I do think that that's what's happening to a lot of authors is I think they're trying so hard and they're trying every single thing and you throw stuff out there to see what sticks and you end up on every single platform and you just feel like a failure, you know? Yeah. So I think it's really important. So I think if you decide that Clubhouse is your platform, I think it can be really powerful. I think that that's where you want to kind of find your niche like what do you have to offer I think Julie's really correct in what do you have to offer but like besides just pushing your book and I know my, like my big thing is helping people break through creative blocks so I, I you know I was a high school teacher for a long time and I that was one of the things I loved with my students was how to get create my students to be creative because I think it's one of the great superpowers, you know, that that you can overcome a lot in life. So I think when I go out there on those, um, you know, in Clubhouse or when I go out there and I'm speaking or, Julie, or I do something with Julie, like we're doing a meetup group or something, I'd like to talk to people about that. Like, what are your, a lot of people really struggle with creativity and their blocks. So I think that becomes my superpower. So I think authors do have to find that. What do you have to offer people besides just pushing your book down their throat? Um, and I think they're even like- That's I watched, exactly right, Nikki. I'm just gonna yeah. say, if anyone takes anything away from this podcast, it's like, no one wants to be sold. You know, create an interest in who you are and yeah. it will follow. And I Everything think Colleen Hoover did it when yes. she made women 
laugh about being a mother. Yes. Like she has those three sons and you would watch her interact with those three sons as they rolled her eyes, their eyes at her, she's trying to do. And that became her whole personality. And, and it worked because she made people laugh and she like reached that middle-aged mom. Um, I think if you're out there, like trying to be a little too obnoxious to get people's attention on the, the social media channels, I think it can really be a fail for you. It goes back again to knowing the reader and what the reader's interested in. And if you're, if you don't, I mean, how many, how many of our readers are really interested in watching us do the latest TikTok craze or challenge or dance? Probably not very right. many of them. Right, <laughs> you know? right. So, so I mean, tell us about your book. A lot. I'm sorry to interrupt. I want to oh. hear about your book and I'm going to think I'm going to write a prescription for you. Like just here. And I'm, I know, you know, all of this, um, I'm guessing, I know like you and I, we definitely, I'm not going to hang up with you today until we have a date set just to do something on Clubhouse or Breakout. Um, but I want to tell us about your upcoming book. Okay, so it's called Four Days in Paris, and it's um, under my my um, my pen name, which is Lexi Haddock, and um, and it is set in on New Year's Eve around New Year's Eve, 1999, in Paris, and it's based kind of loosely on re real events of when I was living in Paris and was set to come home um, after that point in time. So the, the girl has been living in Paris for about six months and she's getting ready to go home and it's New Year's Eve, 1999, and she meets a guy. And, um, you know, so basically it's about their four days in Paris together and what happens between the two of them. So it's really fun. It's a, it's a fun throwback. Like if you were uh, a Gen X or child of the 80s, 90s, you know, the, the, about that 1999 New Year's Eve, especially for those of us who were like in high school, college, new adult age, um, remembering all the things. If you love Paris, it's got lots of, lots of scenery of Paris because it was really important. It's, so the book itself, it's a love story between these this couple, but it's also a love story between the three girlfriends. So it's a story of their friendship. And then it's also a love story with Paris. So <laughs> that's the book. And yeah, I'm excited. Is it steamy or no steamy? Um, so it is closed door. There is some- What does that mean? Closed that door. means that um, it, it, it leads you up- You start kissing to, and then you don't see anything it, more? Yeah, it leads up to there's some heavy petting and then the rest is left to your imagination. Uh, it's not clean either. Clean means no drinking, no swearing, no sex, no drugs, no smoking, no curse words, any of that stuff. It is not clean. There is okay. almost all of that stuff, but they <laughs> but there's just no, no sex on the page. <laughs> which, okay was mostly because I know that my mom and my sisters are going to read this book and I just could not quite get over that hump, especially since it's based- Nikki can. <laughs> especially since it's based on my real story. I do not want them to imagine <laughs> me as the character too much. <laughs> I love that. And, so. you know, okay, so your audience would be someone like me for sure. Like that, because I am a Gen Xer, everything you spoke. I remember where I was 1999 found out I was pregnant, but I was like Ooh. drinking a lot on, I found out like two days later. Um, but expats, people who yeah. are like maybe military wives and you have a connection to the military, right? Yep. So, you know, I think speaking in those audiences, getting in front of those people would be amazing. I hadn't thought about the military wives. That's a great yeah. idea. Actually, I have a friend I want to introduce you to who does a lot. She's in um, Virginia um, awesome. and you should be on her podcast actually, because 
that's that's her jam military wives so i oh, you know people time. who have lived abroad yeah. and are of our age mm -hmm. i think are your perfect audience so. yep i agree and that's what some that's what my beta readers said too was that i mean they love the storyline it's a cute story cute romance but um several of them said that it reminded them of when they were college aged and um studying abroad and doing all that kind of stuff so yeah, it's it's fun. When life was carefree and we didn't have all the well, and that's why I wrote the book actually, because at the time I wrote it primarily during COVID and through my divorce, and it was um it was a, a way for me to like get back to when I felt the best in my life because I was not feeling the best in my life, and um and and so it was very healing for me to write it too, which I just absolutely loved. But it's also fun. It's turned into a really cute, wonderful little story i'm starting to get reviews and that part is terrifying so <laughs> oh, or nikki can talk about that oh yeah. yes i just released i i did a really risky you know i did a self-published book for my retirement and it's really risky i have a um point of view narrator who is not reliable and wow. i like that is tough and so i put it out there and i have been a mess waiting for the reviews and okay. Like just, yeah, because I knew and, and my editor was saying to me, you know, you're really playing with some triggers here. And I'm like, yes, I know. Like you're really, I really push my own boundaries. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, and I knew when the reviews came in, some people were going to love it and some people were going to not like it. And yeah, reviews are terrifying. And they tell you, don't get caught up in your reviews. Don't worry about your reviews. I don't know the answer to that yet. Like, I don't know how to not pay attention to them because so much about being able to even promote yourself as a writer, you have to have so many reviews to yep. even promote yeah. things in certain places. So it is yeah. terrifying. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, but it's part of the process, right? And part mm -hmm. of it back to back to what Julie was talking about before, like with those creation of the of the relationships. I think when you go out and you're talking about it and you're sharing your story and sharing the things, like when you, I mean, I just gave it really for in the interest of time, just a teeny tiny snippet, but you know, getting out in front of audiences and making them connect with you and thinking. Yeah, I remember being abroad in those times, or I remember dating a guy, or I remember, you know, all the exactly party on New Year's Eve 1999, like all those things when you bring, bring it in, like finding your audience like that, I think also makes more um, sympathetic reviewers, because they buy mm -hmm. your book because they're excited about, you know, they're feeling those feels and then um, hopefully are kinder. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> as well but um we are kind of running out of time no so, no Lexi Haddock I love how you your name is Lexi Haddock like Alexa Big Wharf exactly. and like I get the wharf and I get the haddock like I get the, <laughs> the connection that's brilliant well haddock is my maiden name and oh I, it is yes, stop it so I wanted to that's not brilliant my ex-married name which is still my legal name on my first fiction book so that's what I did with that. Oh, I love but, that. Um, well, I would really love to wrap up with with you, Julie, just kind of talking to, you know, how how your services can help authors if this is an area. I mean, we covered a lot of ground, but the overall point is if you feel overwhelmed with getting yourself out there or don't know which platform to use or don't know how, how to get yourself out there, how do y'all help? Well, we help the whole process because, okay, I know Nikki's like, you're going to say it again. The easy part is writing the book. The hard part is keeping it alive. Mm -hmm. And it truly is. 
And how do you keep it alive? And you have to, you know, it's almost necessary that you have a sounding board or a mentor or somebody that understands or has walked the path before you that can tell you, oh, hey, Alexa, maybe you should be writing a guest blog on this on this website, or maybe you should be writing an article on this for this magazine, or maybe you should be guesting on Good Morning America, Alexa. Wow, uh, <laughs> that's that's what we're thinking, and you know, think Alexa, thank you. Dream big. It's about dream dreaming big, not let letting your dream die. Because I just I know as creatives, when we're not able, when we're presenting this to the world and it's not received, it's like just snuffing out that light and. Yeah. It's about believing so much in your in yourself and creating a story that grabs the attention that's so delicious and memorable that nobody can forget it, that this is where connections are made. And this is the misnomer, again, with some of social media for some people, that you're not creating that relationship and you're not memorable on the scroll. So teaching them those sorts of things in terms of getting their story out in a real way, not a not a quick fix. There's no such thing as a quick fix. So I love that. That would be it. All right. So where, and you, you said you primarily work with nonfiction authors, which um, I, I like Nikki alluded to, I think as a nonfiction author, it's so, so easy to find places to speak. Cause I have my it's a lot easier expertise and I just, the, you know, try to get on those places, but sounds like you also work with fiction authors. Um, and where do people need to go to get um, a hold of all your opportunities? Call Nikki. Nikki, what's your phone number? <laughs> you can you can Google us. You can Google my name, Julie Loken, L-O-K-U-N, or the Media Casters. You can find us anywhere online. The Media Casters. We have a community of creatives who love to support each other. Right now, it's absolutely free. So, I'm nice. not sure when this is um, this is actually going this is going to air. But uh, you know, underserved creatives and entrepreneurs, authors. That's really my mission in life is to help you raise your voice because we rise by lifting others. I love that so much. And it's so in alignment with all of our goals with this entire community as well. So, oh, this has been so amazing. And I want to, you know what, I want to wrap up just by saying the thing that you two said when we came into this before we were recording and the importance of connections and attending events and meeting people because um, now Julie and I have formed this, what I hope to be a really good collaboration of best friends down the line, best friends forever. Um, but all of that came about because somehow Nikki found the women in publishing yeah. summit a couple years ago and attended it and then connected me to Julie. And, you know, so it's, so I think that's another big piece of using your voice is getting out and meeting people and doing things and finding those opportunities at places where we gather together as well. Yeah. It's all about gathering. It's all about going back to that campfire mm -hmm. where we used to tell stories and we couldn't wait to tell the other person the story. And I would have never met you if Nikki did not join your, your conference. So you never know every day we wake up, you never know who you're going to meet or who are you going to talk to and how it's going to change your life. Amen. So I will put all the links to your website and your communities and such in the show notes. So if you've been driving or doing dishes while you're listening to this, don't worry, just go over to the, to the links in the show notes and you'll have everything there. Thank you, both of you. Thank you, Julie and Nikki so much for your time and your information. 
And um, I can't wait to hear more from you, Julie and Corinne in the summit in the next conference. So that will be amazing. Surprise, you're included. You, 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 you we make it? Certification. We made it. Yes, yes, you made it. Woo! <laughs> First, you I made love it. that. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. You I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.